you're now listening to well, Project K-Fade. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> the most unprofessional podcast on professional wrestling. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. Yeah, paper That's cap. Totally cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. Presented by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Joe and Quade. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Project Kayfabe, a podcast on pro wrestling. As always, I'm your host, Joe. With me is my boy, Quade. Quade, how you doing? How you been? It's been a couple of days. I mean, we recorded last week, but how you doing? doing pretty good yeah just here chilling you know living life you know uh i say i feel like nothing changes week to week but that's just how i feel (laughs) (laughs) i feel that you know nothing nothing crazy which is good you know so yeah there's always something to talk about in the world of professional wrestling so we're going to be talking about pro wrestling of course as we are a pro wrestling podcast typically we do talk about you know tna in 2010 but we're going to take another break from that today just because i feel like the royal rumble that just happened on Saturday is a little bit more important to talk about. So we're going to do that. So on today's episode, expect us to discuss everything that happened at the Royal Rumble paper, uh, well, premium live event. Uh, and then uh, we're going to do some little segments. So we have one segment that we recorded on another episode that we cut out. It's called this or that. And uh, it's where we both give ourselves this or that kind of questions. And we try and figure out, you know, you have two options or three or multiple options to pick from and you pick whichever one you want and, you know, forms a nice little conversation. Uh, and then we're going to do a little uh, guest to wrestler again. We had fun doing that last time, so we're going to do it again. So you'll hear that on today's episode. Uh, but before we dive into the episode, as always, let me plug everything. Uh, so if you're listening, we are a part of the WrestleBuzz podcast network feed. We are one of three podcasts you can listen to where you can hear all about wrestling all the time. We have so many different opinions, uh, three different shows, plus bonus episodes that we have here, whether it's, uh, you know, trivia uh, uh, paper review or premium live event like you know predictions and whatnot so we do offer a bunch of different things here so if you want to listen to us you can find us wherever you find your podcast if you're already listening <laughs> so feel free promote it tell your friends tell your mom tell whoever you want uh, you can find the uh, wrestle buzz on twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's. And then on Instagram, you can find it with two Z's there. Uh, you can find our podcast, Project Kayfabe, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's at Project underscore Kayfabe. Then you could also find the Wrestling Journal podcast. That's our main show here on the on the network. Uh, that has uh, Joey and the boys and everyone just talking about professional wrestling, your whole week of what happened. Uh, so you could go check out the Wrestling Journal podcast. Uh, on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Go check them out. Uh, and then we have From the Top Rope with Gurge Broom. So Gurge Broom does great opinion pieces, does a little breakdown of what to come in the week of wrestling. Uh, so feel free to go check that out. You can find Gurge Brooms on Instagram at I Hate Gurge Brooms. And then you could find his podcast, From the Top Rope Podcast, on Instagram at From the Top Rope Podcast. And uh, you can always check out if you're just interested to see what Quade and I are talking about. You know, I have my own Twitter as at JoePro316. You can follow me on Twitch as well. I've been streaming a lot lately, so go check any of that out. That's uh, twitch.tv slash JoePro underscore 316. 
and Quad A. You can find Quad A on Twitter at It's Quad A, and you can find them on YouTube as well at It's Quad A and Instagram at It's Quad A. And I imagine TikTok is also It's Quad A, right? Did, did I get all that right, Quad A? <laughs> yeah, it's everywhere. Everywhere It's Quad A is uh, on my platforms, so yeah. So that is my mouthful of plugging everything that we're doing. With that being said, let's talk about the Royal Rumble. So the Royal Rumble premium live event just happened on Saturday. It was a great pay-per-view, I'd have to say. For the most part, I enjoyed it. Do You know, there's some things that I look back at and I'm like, you know, not the biggest fan of. But there was a lot of it that I did enjoy. Uh, before I go into the nit and gritty and we talk about each match and, you know, how we felt about it. Quite a, uh, what are your, you know, first opinions about the uh, premium live event? <laughs> it always seems weird saying P P O E's, but uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I just I still call them pay per views. I don't care what he says. But um, if you are ordering a, a pay per view for sixty dollars on your cable provider, then you gotta get some help. But um, I thought the pay per view was pretty good. Um, I had oh no, okay, no, I thought it was a tale of two shows. I thought fifty percent was great, and I thought fifty percent was like, why am I watching this? <laughs> Did, wait, you said at one point you were like, why am I watching this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was some bad parts. Like, bad for WWE in 2023, I'll say. You know what? I could I could kind of agree. There was moments. I mean, I tweeted, uh, I, uh, I, I like Cody and Rhea, but I'm really not having a great time. I think I, I mostly tweeted. <laughs> that tweet came out when they were doing that. uh that performer, whatever his name was, was uh, when he was performing. I was like, yeah, this is trash. I know a lot of people recently have been going on Twitter, like saying, oh, you know, uh, concerts at wrestling shows aren't great. That's a lie. That's a lie. This one just was not doing it for me. I don't even know the guy's name at this point. Um, not worth it. That was probably the biggest thing. But uh, we could talk about it and we could point out what we liked and what we didn't like. Uh, so we can start off the first Match of the night was the Royal Rumble. But wait, even before that, Pat McAfee came back, which was awesome. But it would have been greater if he came back, you know, did what he did, which apparently was cool that, like, apparently Corey Graves and Michael Cole had no clue that uh, Pat McAfee was joining. Like, their reactions were genuine. It's like they were surprised as hell. So it would have been cool, in my opinion, if, you know, he joined like he did. But then at one point, you know, they do the gimmick where, like, his music plays as an entry spot, and he just gets up from the table and he's in wrestling here. That would have been sick. But they didn't do that. Uh, but they did start off the show with the Men's Royal Rumble, which really had me confused. I was like, oh, you're really going to start the show off with this? I mean, I was expecting that means you're going to end the show with uh, Roman and uh, Kevin Owens. But I thought maybe, you know, put the women's match on first or something like that. I mean, I just didn't expect them to do the men's rumble first. Uh, what were your thoughts about the men's rumble being the first thing that we got after Pat McAfee? Yeah, I was shocked. I thought I, I was like, mm, you know, if if he had to open with a rumble and they haven't done it in a few years now, I would open up with like the women's one. But um, I guess... You know, I guess, and I don't know. Honestly, I don't really have like silver line to this. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why. Uh, like, it gets people hyped up and begin the show. That's cool, but yeah, it seems like a definitely odd choice to do with the men's rumble first. Yeah, and uh, I don't see why. Honestly, I feel like what maybe because they wanted the show to be hot because they had Cody winning. But like, if they reversed it and had it that 
it was a woman's rumble, like Rhea winning and especially in the fashion that she did, like that would have been hot too. So a very interesting approach, but I'll take what it is. I mean, it wasn't a bad, like I won't say the men's rumble was bad, uh, but there was definitely things that could have been a little different. That uh, I'm gonna, you know, say my pieces on how I felt about the rumble. Feel free to chime in when you want, or then you'll get your part. Uh, but number one, uh, Gunther. Number two, Sheamus. I really like that. I didn't think I would have uh, liked it because I tweeted like I would have loved if Cody was number one and Seth was number two, or vice versa. Like that would have been cool if they started off and went all the way till the end. But I think having you know Gunther be the iron man breaking you know ray's record just killing it like he did an amazing job i mean at one point i was like you know what they could give gunther a win here and i won't be mad like gunther versus roman would be a sick match um but you know they didn't but gunther still had an amazing showing i think you know i think uh joseph crush uh, on the show after the rumble that we did so go check that out on youtube if you want to hear some more opinions i think uh I think he said that he he would maybe see Gunther winning next year, which I can see that happen. Um, I think, you know, Gunther, he is going to be big. It's always funny that people talk about how everyone was like, oh, that name change is going to be the death of him. But once Triple H came over, that's the thing. Triple H being in charge really makes a difference for where some of these characters go for uh, go to, especially like when they're his like, you know, babies in a way they came from NXT, whether it's NXT, NXT UK, a lot of those NXT people are doing pretty well. So I'm, you know, Gunther having this moment, really cool, in my opinion. McQuade, what do you think about Gunther? And uh, maybe just like, what do you think about the one two decision or just overall from based off of what I said? Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I really like Gunther and uh, Seamus Turner because, like, you know, I think I would love to see a part three to that match. We kind of got like a part two point five, so I'll 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 be stuck at the run of Becky Mania or like Limbs Chamber or something. But um, I thought it was a good choice to go down first. I I I wanted the fancy booking of Cody coming out number one and winning the whole thing from the beginning because that seemed like the Cody thing to do. Um, so I was slightly shocked that he didn't come out at, at, at one, but I also thought he was going to come out at 22 because I thought he was going to win from the same spot Triple H won in 2002. Um, that didn't happen either. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was, I was fine with the, the, the first two spots. And yeah, Gunther looks like, um, he's easily going to be world champion by the end of the year. Cause like, there's no way they can't run him as champion after that show in the Rumble. He is like... He's ready for like the man for him push at this point. Like, he's carrying the, the mid-card division of SmackDown with the IC. So he's not carrying it, but like he's doing a really good job with the IC title and he's only gonna get like better from there. So I can't wait till he uh answers the main the main the main title picture and whenever that's gonna be. Yeah, I mean he's bringing it bringing it back to prominence right now. What he's doing with the IC title is great. I think, you know, he's champion, so that's great. And, yeah, I could imagine either by the end of the year or maybe next year, especially I hope that down the road they split the title so we have two world champs again. But I would I would appreciate if Gunther was one of them at some point. That would be really cool. I think we're looking for a Cody and Gunther match at some point because, I mean, they basically had a seven-minute match at the end, which was pretty awesome. So I like that. Um, some other things, you know, th- let me think about the pros and then I'll think about the cons, uh, pros. I'm a big fan of, you know, just the way this rumble was in terms of, you know, 
there was a lot of good action going on. There was a lot of storytelling going on. Like, you know, a lot of different connections going on with different stories. Like, you know, they continued the uh, Edge and Ray, I mean, the Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio feud. Uh, they continued the Judgment Day and Edge feud. Uh, you know, they brought back the Seth and Cody feud. They started a new feud or potential, you know, WrestleMania match between Logan Paul and Seth. Um, you know, you had the Sheamus and Gunther stuff revisited again. Then you had the combination of Sheamus and Drew, you know, taking on a bunch of people. Like there was a lot of, you know, storytelling and matchmaking that was done here, which I appreciated. Um, so that was cool just to see a lot of that. Um, what else? You know, Logan Paul coming. That's a, that's cool. That's nice. I mean, I remember at first it was said that he tore his his M, uh, ACL. He tore like everything. But turns out he maybe only tore a meniscus, which is like only almost like six to like nine weeks or something like that. Uh, so this is why he's fine. And this is why he's in the Rumble and probably will be wrestling Seth Rollins. Um, what else? I enjoyed Seth. I enjoyed, uh, you know, the Brock stuff. Brock had a huge pop. Edge coming back was cool. Um, so there was a lot of good stuff within that. And I think this is also something that was kind of mentioned in the uh, review or somewhere. But this was like a rumble that focused on a lot of the current generation, which is good. You know, it didn't focus on returns of like older guys or any cool debuts, which would have been nice. Um, but you know, I was at first a little bit bitter about that. And then I thought about it a little more. I'm like, you know, someone said it on, uh, this guy Seahawk. He, he, he does write for the ringer. He does some interviews. He does some stuff. He's on uh, Twitter. Go check him out. Pretty cool guy. Um, you know, someone asked him like, Oh, do you think like the rumble wasn't that great because it didn't have that many surprise appearances or debuts like we're used to. And he kind of said it, which I agreed. It's like, uh, no, the rumble, like we made it that we as like a fans made it seem like the rumble is only good based on the amount of like surprises that we get, which, you know, I look at it still and I will counter this. So it's like, yes, I do agree. Like we kind of made it that way and it shouldn't be based that way. Cause overall, I still think this was a good rumble for what we got, but um, for example, Cody should have still been a surprise, even if everyone knew it was going to happen. I think it should have been a surprise just so that pop could have maybe been a little bit bigger. Um, and like, I don't think like, yeah, sure. It would have been cool to get a Jay Wyatt or like, I don't know, like some random ass wrestler besides Booker T. But I think for what we got still pretty good, still pretty solid. I mean, Gunther going the distance was great. The Cody stuff was good. Just a combination. Like I said, there was a lot of storytelling. Uh, but then I want to go with the cons, and then Quadell let you do your piece because I know I'm talking a bunch. Uh, cons: Cody shouldn't have been number thirty. I didn't like that because it just felt at that point predictable. Um, another con, but this is kind of overall with how I feel about wrestling recently is wrestling is too predictable nowadays. Like uh, we, you know, we were a part of the pool that we did with a couple of the guys with the rest, uh, wrestle buzz, and then I was in a pool with some other people. Uh, you know, cause you do a little Royal rumble pool, put some money, hope your number wins. But by the time, as it kept going, as it kept going, I'm like, ah, oh, whoever gets Cody is going to win. You know, that's what you expect. And also because I feel like if you're going to do stuff in the Royal rumble, I really like, uh, you got to put stars that are believable, like to win. Like, I wish there was more than just my, everyone knew Cody was going to win. 
But there was maybe the off chance like Gunther could have won based off of his performance. But no one came into the Rumble thinking that. It's either Cody wins, somehow the Rock fucking wins, or even smaller chance. But it still would have been cool maybe Rollins wins again. I wish it just wasn't so damn predictable that Cody would have won. Because then like any other person, like no one thinks Otis is going to win the damn Royal Rumble. <laughs> no one thought Chad Gable was going to win the Royal Rumble, which, you know, they're both amazing. I thought they were fun. Whatever elements like that, that they provide to the Rumble, that is great. But unfortunately, they're not believable winners. And as the time went on and as I'm watching it with a bunch of people, especially because we're doing a pool together, it's like, uh, you, your guy came in, he ain't won it. Don't worry about it. Especially because I was around a bunch of people that didn't know wrestling. So I was like, I had to explain it to them. I'm like, oh, this is great, but your guy ain't going to win. Sorry about that. <laughs> your guy has less of a chance. But uh, yeah, I kind of just wish it was more believable. But overall, still pretty solid. After I look back at it now, like, you know, time has went. When it first originally happened, the Rumble match, I was happy that Cody won, of course. I was upset that my friend won, who knows nothing about wrestling, really. But it's just a piece. I hate him, but he won. Uh, he won our rumble pool because he got number 30, that son of a bitch. But um, I just wish it was a little less believable. I mean, a little more believable of other people, just so it's not as predictable, I think. Um, and we don't need as many cameos as we want. But when WWE says we do have surprises, I mean, I guess the surprise is what happened at the end with Roman and Sammy and all that. But um, yeah, I've said my piece. What do you think, Quade? Yeah, you know, from from my pros, I'll say I, I would agree that um I thought the Rumble was good. I thought it was honestly probably one of the better Rumbles in a few years, based off the fact that the actual match was good. Like the storylines were progressed well, um, which was nice to see because like you know, like you said, Damaray, um, they made new storylines. You know, Sheamus and Gunther with Drew, like everything just felt like in place. Like it felt like a Rumble you were booking like two K because like. You could place people at the right in certain spots and kind of like run through it and build off your storyline. So that's kind of what it felt like. It felt almost like a, I would say, kind of like an add to an add to Royal Rumble in the terms of like there wasn't many surprises and it was storyline based, um, storyline heavy. Um, and as I said in Discord too, like what that guy said, like um, I think rules that we're just programmed to think that surprises make you know a good Rumble. Um, when in reality, like if you take a look back on like some of the Atari Rumbles, maybe some of the early two thousand Rumbles, there's only maybe like one or two surprises. It wasn't in, it wasn't until like the last maybe like the last ten years we've seen like a lot of surprises, and maybe that's Vince, you know, falling back on that to make a good show, and maybe Triple H trying something different. You know, it, it could be that too. Uh, but overall, yeah, I thought the match was good. You know, um, one more surprise probably would have been nice, like maybe like a. Um, I don't know who could be surprised because J-Red contract doesn't end until February. So I thought Great Moody was going to show up. I, I was disappointed about that. I think that's probably my biggest disappointment is that Moody did not show up. I thought that would have been like an awesome Yeah, moment. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that would have been cool because like, like, like Seahawk said, and as we both referenced, like, you know, we don't have to judge a rumble based off of how many cameos we get similar to like, you know, how some of these people on Twitter are very annoying about MCU movies nowadays. It's like, Oh, I can't wait. Especially because it's now multiverse. It's like, Oh, this person needs to show up. This person needs to show up. And then movies amazing. If the, if there isn't a bunch of cameos in an MCU movie, people get upset on Twitter and bitch mm-hmm. about it. But like, you know, that's kind of what I felt 
head first towards the rumble, but at the end of it, I still enjoyed it. I still thought it was a good rumble, and that's a good comparison talking about uh, an Attitude Era one because, like, back in the day, like, sure, there could be, like, very, like, like maybe Pat Patterson or something <laughs> like that shows up, which, you know, it's in the art of wrestling that is very cool and respectable, but, like, you know, that's not going to pop the fans, like, if, you know, the way, like, if, <laughs> I don't know, like, Kenny Omega showed up or something like that, you know? So, like... Uh, I think overall still pretty good for what it was. Uh, any gripes that you have with the Rumble? Because I already kind of said my gripes about it, but any major gripes that you could think of that maybe made you think like, ah, oh, this Rumble was kind of meh? Uh, let's see. Any major? Honestly, I don't think I have any major issues with it. If I'm being completely honest, I think once it sat down me and so then I was like, you know what? I don't think it was good. Oh, a big pro was the ending because like, I love when the Rumble ends in like a 15 minute match. It's kind of like Taker and Sean. Yeah. And then yeah. 07. So that was honestly really cool to see because like you don't get that every day, every year with the Rumble. And it, one, it made Cody look good still, but it made, Gun- it made Gunther look like a star. And that was like, I think this Rumble helped him more than it helped Cody out, honestly. I agree. You know, every, Cody was already a star beforehand. Gunther was, you know, getting well received by a lot of people. But I think this put him over a lot. And, you know, Gunther has a lot going for him. And I'm excited for what we have here. Very excited. Um, so that was our uh, the Rumble match started. It was an hour and 11 minutes. It did go a little long. But, hey, at least we got a little bit of a match at the end. Um, what didn't go long, which kind of bummed me out. And, you know, Joseph Crush and the boys are not going to be a big fan of this. But the Mountain Dew pitch black match was probably... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's probably one of the most disappointing things for me of the night. I was going to say maybe Bianca and Alexa as well, because that wasn't that great to watch either. Um, but the Mountain Dew pitch black match, and, you know, I'm going to say something, say stuff that isn't, you know, already, like what I'm saying hasn't already been said by others, but you don't expect Bray Wyatt to put on a Dave Meltzer five-star match. You don't go into that. You go... You follow Bray because of the storytelling, because of the art of what he's pulling off, which is really, really cool. And I'm going to say again, which has already been said across the board by a lot of people, visually, it looked pretty cool. Like, you know, Bray looks sick. L.A. Knight and his yellow neon stuff looked cool. And then the match itself, visually on TV, looked pretty cool. Apparently, Gurge Brooms, who was at the show, he said, yeah, we couldn't see a lot of this. I mean, you could see the neon stuff, but at the show, you could barely see shit. Like, it was pitch black. Um, I, I'm just personally not a fan that the match went five minutes. And, you know, I don't expect it to be, like I said, a five-star match. But, you know, what is kind of promoted and makes you think, oh, this is going to be some sort of like a you know, hardcore extreme rules, false count anywhere, like one of those bits. You expect it to be like a bunch of hard hitting bits or like cool moments. I mean, maybe the coolest thing, there's two cool things. It's uh, when the little like neon busted out of the table when they did the table spot. And then Uncle Howdy like blew himself up with an elbow drop. Uh, but besides that, I just was kind of like disappointed. I kind of expected a little bit more. And if like, you know, I know recently WWE has been weird with their timing. Like, you know, the steel cage match that was set for Becky and Bailey got cut the following week. And then just recently Bianca's moment got cut off a of TV but, like, for example, let's say if because they had to cut the amount of time the Mountain Dew match would be because the Rumble went a little too long, 
that dude Hardy should have never been on, or whatever his name was. The performer could have never had that time and just could have gave it to this match. So he had maybe a little cooler stuff. But unfortunately, I just thought that was a little, uh, a little lackluster. Uh, I, I still think Bray is cool. I got no problems with Bray, no problems with LA Knight. I just think they could have done a little bit more to be a little exciting. Um, but hey, I mean, Uncle Howdy blew himself up when he jumped and the whole place blew up. That was cool. And the puppets were still around. So that was interesting. But uh, what are your thoughts on all this? I thought that match was one. I know it's, it's going to be like advertising, like sense, like focus. But that was like way more like the big Martin Dude logo in the middle of the ring was just had me crying. Just like, why is this like, why is this happening? Um yeah, it was just like a bit ad, a big ad, <laughs> like a big five. It reminded me that you know that KFC Barrow ad the film like a few years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially because Ricky <laughs> Starks was eating chicken. I'm pretty sure Ricky Starks was like on a table on that one. This match reminded me. I'm like, is this just a commercial? That's what I thought it was at first. Like that's what it just reminded me of. Um, yeah, it was not a big match. Like it was like yeah, it was short. I mean. LA Knight, I think LA, I think the feud itself has helped LA Knight a lot. Um, I don't know about Bray. I feel like I still don't understand Bray's character. I don't understand what Uncle Howdy is doing. I don't know if he's even alive anymore. Like I, I don't get any of this. <laughs> he must be because after that match, I mean, he popped up at the end of the uh, the title match at the Alexa Bliss match. So I'm confused by that too. So I guess he's invincible. He could survive a drop that he missed and go on fire. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get the storyline at all. Um, <laughs> and I just hope that, you know, I hope the payoff is good. <laughs> That's all I can really hope for. Because Bray Wyatt, when when you get this guy creative control, it can go really good or really bad. And right now, I'm just like, I'm teetering towards the bad side. But I'm going to hear him out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear this out for the rest of the, the feud. But it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. There's still hope in all of this. Like, you know, I don't think we're, I don't think it's going to go bad. It's just like, unfortunately, like there's these times where these matches just, I don't know. There's some, like, I don't know if it's just a combination of Bray. I don't think Bray, maybe Bray didn't have much control and maybe part of this match. Someone, whoever is helping the ideas here, something missed a mark. I think this kind of reminds me of, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, but with the worms all over the mat at Mania, like that kind of stuff where it's like you could have done anything else and like the match would have probably been decent. But like stuff like that just threw me off, like seeing the Mountain Dew logo like everywhere threw me off. I'm like, okay, (laughs) like uh, that was I mean, the sponsorship really pulled a lot of weight there, but not in the best way. Like I'm trying to think. Like, I don't really remember the KFC match too much, but, like, when I went to Survivor Series in 2021, there was one match, um, I think, yeah, it was a men's Survivor Series tag match, and, like, I think Pizza Hut or Little Caesars or or Domino's, one of them was, like, the sponsor of the match, but not in the way, like, this match was, and, like, the pizza was involved, and I remember, like, Montez Ford, I think, like, threw the pizza at somebody or something like that, but, like, it wasn't as heavy as like the Mountain Dew pitch black match. I think this is maybe the first and last Mountain Dew pitch black <laughs> match we'll ever get. But I mean, it's one of those things and I just, unfortunately I feel like we keep saying it's like, all right, we got to see where this goes. We got to see where this goes. And, you know, obviously like 
the goal, like I remember they mentioned it before the rumor is that like, they know what they want to do with Bray until mania, you know? So like that, has, this has to be some long storytelling, especially with the stuff that's going on with Alexa and possibly Bray and uncle howdy, which we could get into in a sec. It's just, you know, I feel like that hasn't been that great either, but the stuff, Besides this Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, I feel like a lot of the things that have happened with this brain LA Knight stuff has been cool. Like LA Knight getting kidnapped by Uncle Howdy. One moment Bray is not Uncle Howdy, and then he's like, I am Uncle Howdy. But then there is like someone that is Uncle Howdy that like gave the sister Abigail to Bray. Um, and then like, you know, Bray also now has a new mask that he that he put on towards at one point. And I, I thought it was an interesting look, the, the like the face paint and the vampire fangs and whatnot. I mean, he looked badass. He looked cool. But I think there's just something missing that would have made this a little bit better. And maybe if you take away the logos and you just do a little bit cool more spots, it might have been better. I'm going to give it a watch again soon because I'm rewatching the Rumbles. I just finished the Cody match. I'm just, the next match is uh, the Pitch Black match. But uh we still got some figuring out to do here. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got to figure this out big time. Like, yeah, guys, like I said, I'm, I'm willing to give it a try, but, you know, and I think the man pair could be really great, but, you know, it's, it's one of those long-term story things where we just got to sit through it. Yeah, I think so, because it's, uh, it's okay, but it, I, I, this is the bump in the road. I just hope it's, like, the only bump in the road, because... I want Bray to get the opportunities that Bray deserves. I also want LA Knight. Like, you know, there's always been those random talks where it's like people go into a feud with Bray and nothing really comes for them, comes with them afterwards. Like, it doesn't do much for them. But, like, LA Knight deserves a bunch. So does Bray. So I guess we'll have to see what happens on SmackDown because <laughs> this is where the story continues because uh, they didn't really continue much on Raw. But uh, next match kind of goes with it. Uh, the Bianca Belair Alexa Bliss match. That match went about seven minutes. It happened that Bianca won this one. I was not really impressed by this match. I just feel like their matches haven't been that great. I think Bianca's really good. Uh, Alexa, I don't know. Recently, like she used to put on a lot of great matches, but over the last couple of, of you know, I guess maybe since the pandemic, it just hasn't been the same feeling for Alexa I can't tell if maybe a lot of the fun house mm. stuff with her is like still you know leaving me a, leaving a bad taste in my mouth but especially after this match and I feel like that's the only real thing I wanted to talk about with this is like okay Uncle Howdy just jumped off of like you know the scaffolding and you know hit the elbow drop and boom like exploded fire everything you know that was cool but then you know, you would presume he's done for tonight, but then he does the stalking of Alexa again. It's like, it just doesn't, that part really doesn't make any sense or seems good to me. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would definitely have to, I don't understand the Alexa stuff either. I think, um, I think I'm with you. I think I'm just like turned off from the whole Funhouse Alexa stuff. I did not like it. I did not enjoy it. I thought it was weird. Don't enjoy the doll. None of it made sense to me. And I just don't want to get to that point. Yeah, they keep playing off of like the playground stuff. So I'm just like, oh gosh, if they take it back to this, it does one, the fiend is gone, so that wouldn't even make any sense. But um I just hope they kind of make a character like it could be spooky, but I don't want it to be that kind of spooky. I want to be like a, a realistical, realistic kind of spooky. I don't know. Um 
but I am interested to see like what is her connection with Uncle Howdy and like how that's gonna um how these stories gonna merge because she's on Raw, Bray's on SmackDown, so like when they're gonna merge these storylines and how they're gonna do it is, is interesting. Yeah, like I'm very interested to see when they finally cross paths, especially because like you know she cost Bray slash Dafine the win the last time they were together. Um, so you know I'm interested if Bray can get a new look, a new character, new design, whatever you want to call it. They can do the same with Alexa and just forget that the Firefly Funhouse, whatever you playground you want to call it, Alexa was ever existed. You know that's what I'm hoping for because yeah, it does. Like you see the playgrounds, you're like, oh, what's going on here? And I think for me, unfortunately. You know, I'm one to talk. I'm the greatest actor ever. But, like, you know, I just don't buy her acting. I don't know. It feels forced sometimes. Like, it doesn't seem as fluid as some other people on the roster. So that also kind of gets me. But I guess it's another one where it's like, you got to wait and see. But there's only so much I can wait and see. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely a wait and see process. Yeah. But something that was pretty cool, my other favorite moment of the show, the Women's Royal Rumble match. I thought that match was pretty damn great. I mean, it went an hour, an hour and one minute. And, I mean, Rhea and Liv going from number one and number two, going the entire Rumble. And, you know, the way Rhea won. And, I mean, we got Asuka, you know, being dark Asuka. You call her Kana, whatever. They're they're just probably going to still call her Asuka. That was cool. Michelle McCool, uh, Roxana Perez. Like, there was a whole bunch of moments in here. I'm like, this was a good show. Rhea really, like, you know, that this is another one where it kind of falls into the, hey, everyone thinks Rhea's going to win this one, and I don't know who else would win. Like, I, I went into this Rumble not having an idea who else could win this one besides, like, maybe a Bailey, but I didn't expect that to happen either. Um, so... Another one where it's like a little too predictable, not enough viable, you know, like viable or hard selections that you could be like, oh, they can definitely win this Rumble. So you know, overall, fantastic. Looking forward to rewatching it later because Rhea fucking killed it. Rhea, she's clearly mommy, so she she's going to do what she's going to do. And I'm excited to see her win the title possibly. But now she's going against Charlotte, which I honestly thought she would have won against Bianca. I thought that would have been cooler if she would have went against Bianca, but she wants to go against Charlotte again, and a lot of people on Twitter are saying, oh, Bianca, I mean, Bianca, uh, Rhea's going to lose to Charlotte again. I hope not, but <laughs> I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, WWE loves Charlotte Flair, so we can only see what happens. Yeah, and yeah, that, that, rumor, that rumor match was really good. Like, I thought that was, and that, in some ways, probably kind of bad in the men's rumble. Um, but yeah, it was 100% predictable. Like, I knew Rhea was going to win. I thought for a split second that Liv was going to win at the end, kind of like, oh, she got missed it. She's going to find a way to win the match. And and, and because that's that got to be like a, a, like, what you call it, like a red herring or something. But I was wrong. Rhea's still won. Um, <laughs> but I'm not mad. I'm not mad. It. Like, I definitely would have preferred to see Rhea versus Bianca because I felt like that's like John Cena versus Batista in a way. Um, but yeah. They guess they don't want to do it. So, but I also do enjoy that Rhea's gonna f- hopefully finally get her win with Charlotte because, like, 
you know, she lost her twice and Charlotte kind of ruined her moment as a young star early on in her career. So uh, to come full circle is cool. Um, and it explains why Charlotte returned as a face. So and when the title immediately. So I guess it all makes sense now. Um, but I'm excited for the match. I think it's going to be really good. I think they, they do put on good matches. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. Um, but the missed opportunity between Bianca and Rhea is going to be like glaring to me. Yeah, I really think so. I mean, we're going to get Asuka and Bianca, it seems like, which I'm not upset at either. I think maybe Asuka wins this one because I think Asuka is about to be on a roll right now, especially with this, you know, new persona that she's bringing into the WWE. But I guess it's the only time we'll tell. I mean, we got a long way until WrestleMania, another two night mania, long way to go. I'm probably going to take the Monday off just so I can enjoy mania and not have to go to work the next day. But um we got a long way to go to see what happens there we still got elimination chamber that's going to happen i know on raw they you know they're going to do a woman's uh match to determine who faces bianca they already got oscar oh no oscar's in the eliminator like uh the eliminator match the little fatal four way they're going to do there to get into that but uh i'm i'm looking forward to it nonetheless but the biggest thing that i was looking forward to the entire show and this was a lot of conversations because you know, what are they going to do with Roman? What are they going to do with Sammy? You know, unfortunately, like Kevin Owens is a big part of it, but he was kind of like an afterthought because, you know, it's like what's happening with Sammy Zayn. And I mean, this was plain cinema, what they did here. The match was not only really good, like always a good match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. I still can't watch this match without squirming whenever Kevin takes these bumps to the steel steps. He's done it before, and they always make me think, like, how is his skull not cracked? You know, like, those... I I, I don't understand how it's possible. But I will say that was an amazing match, and just the aftermath. Like, everyone knew Roman was going to win, but it was about the aftermath. It was about what happens after it that got people to sit down and be like, this is what we waited for. You know, I I will say for... I I deleted it, but I had about nine minutes of recording just expecting The Rock to pop out. (laughs) Because you never know. You can't take Dwayne anymore for, for what his word is, but... I was expecting it, but we didn't get it. I don't think we're going to get it this year at this rate, or at least by Mania, I don't think we will, because Roman has the storyline going on with with Sammy, partially still with Kevin, with Cody now. But then also, I mean, the biggest thing that's about this story, too, that no one really, like people are talking about, but he has a big thing going on with Jey Uso. Jey Uso walked away after this, like he and he's tweeted, he's done with the bloodline. He's out. You know, so I know a lot of conversations like Cody needs to win the belt. I know in in theory, I would love it if Cody only goes for the WWE title. But who takes away, you know, unfortunately, it might seem like that he will take both titles off, which I get. But if they had to do one on one, like, you know, separate it between two nights, I would used to be on the Sammy train. Give it to Jey Uso. Jey Uso gets the universal title off of him and gets that main event Jey Uso run that he deserves. Because this all started with Jey Uso at the beginning. And it all ties back to him now. So I'm really like SmackDown. I'm going to have to maybe go off of Twitter for a bit because I'm going to be busy. But I need to watch what happens. Like I am invested. What are your thoughts on everything? 
Yeah, I, I agree too. Like, man, I just really, oh, I just booked lunch. I just booked uh, dinner plans on Friday, but now I wish I was actually home to watch. I forgot about SmackDown quickly, but yeah, it's gonna be really good. Like that match was that the match was really good, but I never heard a crowd cheer and break the sound like the sound limit of the mics in the arena like that. Yeah, the mics were crying. Those those max they they peaked crazy. <laughs> that that was insane. I was like, yeah, this story is I know the story was over, but that was this something I'm like, this story is over over. And you got a good point. Jay is really like the catalyst of this whole story. I kind of see people online saying, "Oh, Sammy should get the title shot and all of this." I'm like, yeah, but the Sammy didn't really care about the title. Sammy was just the Sammy story the story was mainly like He's just trying to fit in. He's trying to find acceptance in the WWE. That's pretty much what it is. He's trying to find his family. Um, it wasn't really about the title, but someone like Jay could definitely play a part where, like, one, the title, because the, the, the story, the, the Bloodline story is pretty much almost probably neck and neck in, about Jay than it is about Roman at this point in time, like if, like, like you said. So um, I would love to see a, a Jay versus Roman match at some point. I think that will be, um, I think, be a really good match, and I think it'll finally put Jay over as like a single star. At this point, you might got to just break up the break up the Usos or something. One of them, they both should probably be solo. Same thing with the Street Profits, it's like completely different storyline. But um, these are some teams that have been together for so long that I would just love to see like at least a year of them just going by themselves and see how that goes. But uh, yeah, Roman got his hands full with like so much different stories right now that I don't know how they're gonna book this Romania. Like, I'm excited for Mania. I'm excited for everything that this rolled, but Roman got a lot, a lot to do. He really does. I mean, I still think Roman is probably gonna work both nights. You know, I think that could be a possibility. It would be cool if it were. If it were, I mean, you got to see what happens because there's like so many different ways they can play this and WWE has to be smart about this too. Cause at the end of the day, I still wonder what they're going to do with Roman when this is all said and done, you know, like the bloodline has been his story. The world title has been his story for like the past two and a half, something, some odd years. So what happens after? And like, you know, there's the chance that, Maybe he does only wrestle one night. He drops the titles to both the titles to Cody. And then either on that same night or the other night, maybe you get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking the titles off the Usos, you know? So I don't know where they go from here, but I'm excited. We got Elimination Chamber in Montreal. Everyone's expecting to be Sami versus Roman. I think that's going to be a really good match. Sammy doesn't win it, obviously. Not even, like, the belts could be on the line or not. Either which way, I don't think Sammy should win this. Roman will continue to do what he's going to do and just dominate over people. But I think we're, I think right now this has just been one of the best things in professional wrestling in the last 10-plus years. Like, there isn't a story more compelling that I can think of off the top of my head, you know, that can rival as quality as this. Like there are great ones that I can think of, like, you know, MJF and CM Punk or, you know, like 
maybe CM Punk and Moxley. I don't know. Not not the same, but like they still, while they're amazing for what they did, they just can't touch what Roman Reigns and the Bullet Line have been doing these last like couple of years. Like it's been incredible. We've like Roman. I still can't believe Roman won from the guy that was getting shoved down everyone's throats and the internet and like IWC turned on him and all that bullshit to now being one of the best things about the WWE. Even when the WWE has some shitty stuff going on, it's still about the bloodline. It's still about Roman. still about Usos. You know, everyone's the twos and they're the ones. Like, now, like, I'm interested. I, I do want to see Jay do, like, a solo run. I think he deserves it. I think also it'll mean a lot more if the Usos do, in fact, somehow break up. Like, I wonder maybe another thing. I mean, he said he's out with the bloodline. So, like, do they drop the belts? Like, you know, like, are they, is Jay just not going to be tag team champ? Is Solo going to have to be, you know, the tag team champs with uh, with Jimmy? I, I, I don't know, but there's a lot of things that they're going to be able to do with this. Yeah, this is probably, like, the hottest storyline, like, right right now. And I kind of, like, I don't feel bad for Corey because, like, he's still going to be a hot slam by the time Man comes around. But right now, it's just, like, we got to focus on Roman, Bloodline, and then Sammy and Jay and all of them. Yeah, I think so. Overall, amazing, just amazing moments between Roman, Sammy, and all that. I mean, we didn't even talk about it, but the you know the trial of Sami Zayn was amazing too. But just, just, just incredible. Like we need a DVD documentary. Like we need a whole like compilation encompassing what the bloodline storyline was from start to finish at one point. And I need to like frame that. I need to have it. Like it was so fucking good. And I think I need to go buy that, uh, that bloodline shirt with all of them together before, you know, it's the <laughs> artifact because damn, I think the one thing I'll be sad about is that we never got is, you know how we got that corny ass Roman reigns, like 3d, whatever that pops out whenever he comes out in the same oh, with the yeah. Usos. I really want one for Sami Zayn, but we're never going to get one now. <laughs> Man, yeah, that, that was <laughs> it was ugly as hell, but I wanted one for Sammy. And that's the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Comment, subscribe. I don't know, whatever whatever this is. This is a podcast. Go let us know. Hit, her, hit up our DMs. Uh, now let's get to the other segment of the show. Okay, boys and girls and everyone else, we're going to be doing... Guess the Wrestler, current wrestling edition. You know, we're going to go based off of the current WWE roster. Uh, Raw and SmackDown only, no NXT, because you can, if Quade picked any of them, I would probably only guess Von Wagner and Carmelo A's. So <laughs> that's all I got there. So we're only going to do Raw and SmackDown. Um, and we're going to limit it. You're going to have 10 questions. That's all you get. And by the 10th question, you need to guess. That's how we're going to do it on this one. Um, you could guess beforehand, but you only have 10 questions to figure out who it is. Quade, I think you go first in trying to figure out who my wrestler is. And then, uh, yeah, then I'll go after. All right. Sounds good. All right. So let me uh, let me take a quick gander. Let me see who we got. Let me see who we got. All right. I think I got the person I want to do. All right, Quade, start us off. Start start asking me what you what you got. All right, is uh, let's see. Start with the classic question: Is this a male? Or f- is this a male? This is a male. All right. Um, does this male 
Has this male ever won a world title? No. Okay. Has this male... Was this male part of a stable before? No. Okay. Uh, Has this male won tag team titles? No. No. Okay, this is this is okay. I was trying to go different, but okay, let's see. Uh has this okay, is this male on Raw? Raw? Yeah. Okay. It is. He's Five questions left. Oh shoot, okay. Uh has one tiny towels. Um dang, that's actually kinda hard. Uh has this person um has this person won the US title? No. Oh shoot. Huh. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh four left. Has this person wrestled in the last year? Yes. Okay. That helps me out a little bit. Um that's three left, right? That's three. Uh okay. Um Is this person black? No. Oh shoot. Uh okay. Two more. Um, oh, this person has a mustache. <laughs> yes. Is it Rick Boogs? It is Rick <laughs> Boogs. There you go. Benny On the that. last question. There you yeah. go. Rick Boogs. Yes. I was, I, was, I, felt like... I was scrolling and I saw his picture. I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe it's him. <laughs> yeah, when you said mustache, I was like, oh, shit, he's probably got it. But, yeah, I mean, Rick Boogs. Just returned on Monday Night Raw. I don't know if anyone else is excited, but I am excited. I thought Rick Boogs was pretty fucking cool. I would, I mean, I think Shinsuke is probably still just having a nice little tour in Japan, just taking it easy. But Rick Boogs being back is sick. <laughs> and like, do I expect him to be world champion? Um, not right now with this persona, but I think he could be. I mean, he has a look of like what you would put as a world champion, not going to lie. I mean, they need to do a little something with his gear because he has a little tassels and just a black singlet. Yeah. He just looks like someone like r- rushly made like a call on WWE 2K. <laughs> but I think Boogs is cool. He got a, he's exciting and he's strong as fuck. I mean, he's also entertaining on, on social media. So I like Boogs. You like Boogs? I do. He he's really big. He he was big before, but he came. He looks even bigger now. I was just like, oh wow, how shocked. Yeah, yeah, for real. So that is Rick Boogs. That's my guy. Quad A got it. Now let's see if I can have better luck than Quad A, or <laughs> will I get it wrong? So uh, Quad A, uh, let me know whenever you're ready, and I'll start asking questions. I'm good to go. All right. Uh, standard question: male or female? Male. Okay, sexist. That's what we are. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, okay, is this person a former champion? Yes. Are. Okay, are they a former world champion? Yeah, I'm gonna ask that question. Yeah, former world champion. Nah, never won the big gold. Have they? All right, fourth question: Have they won gold on NXT? No, okay. Is this person on Raw? Yeah. Okay, so that's I'm at number five now. So no titles. Have they won any title at all? Yeah, they won. They won the title before. Do you want to know what title okay. it is? Um, 
I feel like that's like kind of cheating. So no, I will <laughs> not. Um, shit. Hmm. I want to try and not ask a question you've already asked, but hmm. Are they Hispanic? Yeah, they are. They are. Okay. Um, how many questions is that? Is that six or seven am I on? I think that's seven. Okay, so they are Hispanic. So that gives me one, two. <laughs> that really gives me two options, unless there's someone who's a secret Hispanic in this. Is this person Damien Priest? No, it's not Damien Priest. So is this person Dominic Mysterio? <laughs> it is, yep. It is Dominic Mysterio. I think I also just got on the you know the last question. So Dominic Mysterio, you know, I used to be a big Dom hater, but now I just I can't lie. I do like Dominic Mysterio nowadays. I think the idea of him being a dude that went to prison and he just literally went to jail for three days and he's selling it like he was on the block. It's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Dom. Like, he's like, he found his niche in being a comedy guy and just like a heel. So it's definitely working out for him. Yeah, man. Like the whole mommy stuff. The whole. I mean, I I especially love the stuff they did with Raid, like on Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> like that's just that's some good quality shit. Like I don't know how a Dominic Mysterial heel turn would have gone under under mr mcmahon but this has been you know it started off a little weird because like he's not a believable tough guy or anything like that but the comedic heel also trying to play a role that he's not but like you know it it, it works i like it yeah yeah the whole judgment day honestly just like such a breath of fresh air when it comes to like that that whole stable and just like so much better than when it was on the edge yeah, unfortunately, I I was looking forward to it on their edge, but then it just didn't feel right. It was kind of boring in a way, and that's no credit, and that's no issue for them. I don't think it was them; it was whoever was just creating what they were getting, like you know. Yeah. But now I think this is cool. I think we have a lot looking forward to. I mean, Dominic's probably going to go against Ray at Mania. Excuse me. At some point, we're going to get like Edge and Finn Balor. Probably, I know the rumor was once like at a hell in a hell in a cell match. Maybe we get that at Mania too. I mean, I'm excited to see what's going on. I think everyone in the Judgment Day looks like the Judgment Day are legitimate threat. Like they are a top team. All of them are top people right now. If you think about it, Dominic, Damian, like all of them are doing well. No one's like falling off, which I appreciate. That's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Like this is way better than what like it looked like it was gonna be. Also, for some reason, on the Raw, at least on... So we went on the SmackdownHotel.com. Great site. Gable Stevens is credited as a Raw superstar. I saw that. I was like, I wonder if you were picking. That's why I asked if you ever wrestled a match in the last year. I was like, you're trying to trick me. Oh, yeah, that is right now. I I didn't see him until afterwards, and I wouldn't pick his ass anyway, (laughs) even though he's an accused rapist. Not a confirmed, but accused. (laughs) Yikes. Anywho, um, let's go to the next segment that is already pre-recorded. So we're doing this or that pro wrestling edition. This is something that we have done on this podcast before, I believe, for the wrestling side. Uh, But we're bringing it back just because I wanted to bring some segments into the game again, uh, into the whole 
podcast and uh, ways to just to enjoy and talk about some other things, get some opinions out there. So we're doing this or that. We both have about five options for us to, you know, ask the other. We'll both talk about them and what we think uh, in a this or that situation. So I'll go first with my uh, one that I also technically already sent to Quad earlier today. But my thoughts or well, I'm asking you and then I'll share my thoughts. This or that, would you rather see an AJ Styles world title run or Kevin Owens world title run? I guess it, it's you got to be a little bit more specific with it. Um, one for this one, one will happen. The other one won't. So either AJ Styles gets a world title run and Kevin Owens won't, or Kevin Owens gets a world title run and AJ Styles won't. In the WWE, we're not talking about they'll get a title run in another company. We're specifically talking about the WWE. Interesting. I think this is a really hard one because I like both AJ Styles and I like Kevin Owens. Um, and they both have had title runs, but they haven't had a one in a very, very, very long time. Um, shoot. I think I got to go with Kevin Owens because I love AJ, but I feel like Kevin... I don't know. I think I thought his first world title run was okay. And I think he definitely could have a way better run. So I feel like hypothetically, let's say Triple H is still running the helm and he's creative. I think a world title run the Triple H could be very fantastic for Kevin Owens. I think um, I think he deserves it. You know, he's been kicking ass for the, the past few years, like just holding, holding, uh, now, he's not only coming in his back, but he's been pretty good. And like all his feuds with Roman, like the Stone Cold stuff, like I think he. I think a run with him could be pretty fun. I think it would be entertaining. Um, no, not to AJ. I love AJ. I thought AJ runs was good too, but he is he is more on the older side, and I think, you know, he's fine where he's at right now in his career. I think he's satisfied. You know, I'd agree with you. I um, I want the diehard AJ Styles fan in me wants to say AJ, but when I look at it, you know, I also want to say AJ because I'd imagine AJ has – a handful of years left before he's probably going to be like, I'm going to retire just because why not? I've done everything I need to do because he's already done everything in WWE that need that, you know, you would want him to do. And kind of same with Kevin Owens as well, too. They have both been world champions. They've both held like almost all the belts they could think of. Um, has Kevin Owens been tag team champ? I want to say yes, but I got to double check that. But, um, I'm going to give it to Kevin Owens just because I do think he deserves it as well. They both do. I mean, AJ Styles goes on my list of like favorite wrestlers of all time, but Kevin Owens has been busting his ass to not have a world title run again, especially because like AJ had what two world title runs or three world title runs in yeah. since his uh, debut. Kevin Owens only had the one title run, and who knows if he was ever even supposed to get that because of the injury that happened to Seth Rollins, he was able to get this opportunity. So. I want to say, or I mean, injury that happened to Finn Balor. Uh, so I want to say that deserve, Kevin Owens deserves it. He has never had the chance since then. He's had moments, and obviously he has the moment at the Rumble, but I don't think he's going to get it, obviously. So, yeah, I would like for him to become world champion before AJ if I had one or the or no other option. And I just checked. He has not won the tag team titles yet. That's interesting. I actually thought he did. I thought maybe he would have won it with Sammy during like the SmackDown Live era, but I guess not. Okay, interesting, interesting stuff. But yeah, I think I definitely think Kevin Owens is the the guy. Like, yeah, I think yeah, yeah he's 
It's crazy thing. And plus, his, his reign ended with Goldberg taking the towel from him. So that's kind of screwed up. <laughs> that is true. Goldberg did take the title from him. And that's fucked. I forgot about that. But yeah, and he was he was champion for 188 days. At least he had like kind of yeah. He went into the new year as champ at one point, so that's cool. All right. Uh, so one of mine is <laughs> so this is on the hot topic of what's going on right now with WWE. Um, so I put this is a heavy hitting question. I think so. Saudi buying WWE and putting Hunter, but putting Hunter in charge. Or Vince going private and taking complete control of the company. Huh, that's funny. I kind of, I kind of have a, a similar question. Um, uh, yeah. So wait, the second option is Vince takes the company private, but does that mean he's still going to Saudi? Are we still going to Saudi in this scenario? Oh uh, no. So, so Vince stays here. He owns the company. He he does whatever he got to do to make it private. Now it's even legally possible. But he takes complete control, creative talent, uh. everything. It's back to how it was, man. Oh man, I I I hate to say it, but I gotta <laughs> go with the rapist, man. <laughs> because unfortunately, there's been good, like not unfortunately, but the reason why I pick Vince over is because I still don't want Saudi to get it. Because you know, just because of what it could possibly mean, you know, if Saudi. Now, maybe I'm just judging a book by its character because what there's tons of probably I've been, I'd imagine there's tons of amazing people in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they go there for a reason, not only just the money, but I'd imagine there are great people down there. You know, I'm not going to judge the entire country uh, the way it is, but just off of what I've learned, you know, it doesn't seem like the best thing. But, you know, still to think about it with how relations are and whatnot. Um, unfortunately, if there's a way that, you know, women can still wrestle. Sammy could still wrestle and, you know, LGBTQ wrestlers could still wrestle, not, you know, go to a, a you know, a place where, you know, their org, their comp, they're not organy, uh, you know, their country where, you know, they treat people poorly, you know, from what I've read and heard. Um, I'd pick the, I'd pick the other option, you know, cause <laughs> no sure offense. Vince McMahon still gets everything that he wants, but at least they're not in Saudi and, I mean, hey, this past WrestleMania was really great, and it was a Vince WrestleMania, so there's there's still good moments here and there. Yeah, I, I would agree with you because I feel like Vince is a hard person. Don't get me wrong; like he's straight up just like garbage. However, you know, he has run the way for like the past you no know, thirty plus years, and there has been good moments. It wasn't just all bad. Um, so if there's like a glimmer of hope that he could just push the right people. <laughs> for once, and you know, it maybe won't, maybe the product itself won't be so bad. Vince being in charge is bad, and you know, this guy is disgusting. Um, product wise, I will at least want to get him 10% of a chance <laughs> to do something good for once. Yeah, I'd still think in general, like maybe the product just is what it was before Triple H took over, you know. So we'll see, or maybe. Maybe also, like, it could be, maybe it goes back to Attitude Era days. Who even knows? Because the Attitude Era was under Vince, and that was before WWE, I believe that it's, like, right before they went public. True, There's, yeah. like, that soft spot or, like, gray area before it went public. So, you know, I'd imagine because now they don't have to worry about, like, you know, shareholders or however that situation works. You know, I'm not too educated on it, but I'd imagine maybe get to do more wild shit because 
you don't have to worry about impressing the boards and whatnot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the similar note, my question uh, that was going to be my last one, but I'll make it my next one. Okay, who do you want to buy WWE? Saudi, Disney, <laughs> or anything else? I'm, I'm giving you a third option in there if there's an alternative. Who buys the WWE? Obviously, I don't think you're going to say Saudi, but... <laughs> no, yeah. I... The easy answer is NBC because they they work with they for all this time, all day forever. Um, the relationship is there. They probably wouldn't put Vince in charge or anything. But you know what? I'm not going to go for the easy answer. I'm going to say I would like to see... Um, hmm. I would like to see Shane McMahon buy a company out himself through some investors, and he controls WWE because screw everyone knows Shane's the best McMahon there. Um, I love Shane, and I think he would do a pretty good job running the company. I think people underestimate Shane's a businessman because this guy's very, very smart. Like he wanted them to go online before anyone else did. He wanted to buy UFC uh, when it blew before it blew up. Um, Shane knows what he's doing. And I think Shane can honestly, yeah, he has a big a big ego, but I think he could do a really good job, like, running the business side of things. I think creative-wise, he probably won't be terrible. <laughs> like, no one could be worse than Vince, so I think he could probably be decent. Um, so why not? Get some get some investors in there, Shane, and make a move. I like that. I like that. That would be cool. That's kind of, like, similar in a situation where people are like, what if Hunter buys it or something? <laughs> like, someone got to have enough money to figure out a way to get investors in there, like... That would be cool. I would like that idea if Shane could do it. Never knew that Shane wanted to buy the UFC before it blew up. I knew that he was in, he was interested about the whole online stuff beforehand. Yeah, he told Vince, you know, to look into it, and then Vince said no. <laughs> so, who? That's Vince's probably biggest loss of his career is not buying UFC, in my opinion. I'd imagine. I mean, look at where it's at. I'd like to say also. I wonder whose idea was it to start the WWE Network. I wonder is that a Shane idea, mm. and did he steal it from me because I had that idea years <laughs> ago? I remember. I just remember. I forgot one, but it was definitely like a middle school or like early high school before it became a thing. I was like, yo, like I definitely think it was also when Netflix was a thing. Mm. But I was like, oh, this would be cool if we had a WWE version of this. And then the fucking network became a thing. Like three years later, I was like, who the fuck heard me? And then. <laughs> Now it's just Peacock, but the network still exists in other countries and no ads and better algorithm. That would be cool. I, you know, honestly, hmm. you know, now I'm going to give my answer to Disney. Disney, mm. I want them to buy it just because I'd imagine their algorithm will make the network work <laughs> rather than Peacock because the Peacock algorithm still doesn't work. I can still go search things up and like you can't search it up by a wrestler. You can't search it up by a certain thing. It's just... You put it in, and you hope you find it based off of the regular directory that they have. It's fucking bullshit. Um, I don't know how that does for the product. I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to get blood welcomed into WWE again. Now it's like if people blade, they don't even mention it, really. They try to stay away from it. or you know, I would, No one's actually blading. They're blading the hard way. You know, They're bleeding the hard way. So um, I don't know. I'd imagine that it might be... There's, it's it's interesting because also Disney is technically getting into wrestling because they have had this lucha uh, you know experience going on with Marvel and I did see that they're kind of getting like a little mini series happening on Disney Plus at some point so I don't know it's probably gonna be a little cheesy and a little more comical or whatever or dramatic because it's more lucha but it would be interesting what WWE would do under Disney 
And obviously they've been trying to dabble in rated R with like Deadpool is apparently going to maybe still be rated R, you know, all that's like conversationally here on Strictly Nonsense. But, you know, we don't need to be rated R anyway for WWE. We just need to be good. (laughs) So, yeah, I I mean, I think Disney's the one of the bad options. I mean, think about it, you know, you could go to imagine a wrestling or WWE experience at Disney World, Disneyland. That sounds kind of cool. I'm like. I would that'd be kind of cool. There's no like real hall physical hall of fame, but Disney could make a hall of fame in Disney World, you know? Yeah, Something a like, physical like, thing would be sick. Or even like Universal, for example. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's upsides to Disney. That yeah. that uh yeah, why not? And they're in the Disney Disney Plus would be way better, like you said. Yeah. I wanted to say Warner Brothers, but technically in a way AW's <laughs> own they own it, so I don't know, or like they're partnered with it, not own yeah. it, so That'd be All funny. Right. What do you got, Quade? All right. So my next one is: um, Would you ha- would you prefer if? Um, okay, so that's a weird question. This is like random, but would you prefer Jeff Hardy staying in WWE during his old nine run? He never left. He stayed the whole time on top, seen a level run all the way through. He ties in WWE, no issues. Or would you prefer? CM Punk to stay in WWE during his time um, and never left. Probably may have been at WrestleMania, hopefully. You know, that's what he wanted. <laughs> face, face Stone Cold. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, which one would you have preferred? Man, you know, that's a very hard question because I really like Jeff Hardy, but I think it makes it easy because I also really like CM Punk, but I like CM Punk a lot more until as of recent events. So, I'm going to give it to CM Punk because. I never wanted to believe, and it broke my heart when he did, and it always sucked that he left. And then maybe the events of what just happened recently would have never happened, and then in this universe, we still get to keep the heel Jeff Hardy that we're eventually going to see when we do the TNA uh, like videos of that. Um, so I'm going to pick CM Punk. CM Punk is my boy. I've always loved Jeff Hardy, but CM Punk... Even though he might be a fucking crybaby, and who knows, maybe he'll prove us wrong and show back up in AEW. But CM Punk staying in WWE would have been sick. Yeah, yeah. This is a hard one, but I think I would probably say Jeff Hardy because I was a big Jeff Hardy fan back then. Oh, I'm sorry, I am, but like that was just peak level for Jeff Hardy fans. You know, he was on top. Um, he was getting pushed really good. And then, like, to me, it felt like he had some injuries. Yeah, he had to go rest, but I feel like. He could just stay and just take time off or something. I don't know. But I feel like he left when at the prime of his career and kind of just wasted it away in TNA. And that kind of like sucks to me because when he came back, by the time he came to WWE, this guy's like broken down, break walks. So it was just like wasn't the same. So yeah. Yeah, I do agree. It would be cool if Jeff never, because then maybe it would have saved some time on his career too, or maybe. Maybe he would have never been in rehab where he is now. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, I know we have five, but we're going to do it three just to cut some time. So I have one more, and then you'll go. It will be done. I'll save the other two for the next time we do this. Um, this one, I'm going to end it here just because this might uh, end it with me on my side of asking questions. Just because this may or may not be something to see in future YouTube content. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll stay, take a look on that. But... Who would win this dream match? Kenny Omega or Seth freaking Rollins? Who do you think wins this dream match? Dang. That's a good one. Um, 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to say, I will confidently say Kenny Omega will win because, for the main reason, because Seth Rollins just loses a lot. I feel like Seth <laughs> is in a place in his, oddly enough, I think he's in a place in his career where he's totally okay putting people over as long as, the, as long as the match is really good. Like, he doesn't care if he loses, and he could lose and win the world title the next day. So I definitely think that match would be amazing. I think Kenny would definitely win the match. Um, and Seth would probably never, they'll probably run the back, run the match three times. So Seth probably would never get a win, <laughs> quite honestly. I think it was Kenny would probably sweep him. Pull the Cody Rhodes on him, yeah. you know, just be all elite on him. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I I think I, first of all, this match would be five, six and a half, seven stars, I think. Mm. Um, but just maybe it's only because it's been WWE only, but Kenny Omega has put on so many crazy matches throughout his career. And Seth Rollins has also done that, but it's just not the same caliber, but also you have to contribute like work style rate with the company mm-hmm. they're in. Cause look at like, I mean, AW Kenny is different than new Japan Kenny when it comes to wrestling, but they're still amazing. But then when you look at WWE, they've always watered down their guys a bit and have them, you know, wrestle a safer way or however you want to call it. Um, so I know Seth Rollins could definitely throw these crazy matches, but because I'm so used to seeing WWE Seth Rollins and he hasn't been like, you know, doing the stuff that, you know, would be like Kenny level, I'd probably give it to Kenny, even though like they're both like arguably right now one of the best wrestlers in the world, you know, overall, if you're counting like promo work, in-ring work, just character, you know, admiration by the fans, but I'd got to give it to the best bout machine because, I mean, he's literally called the best bout machine. Um, so I'm giving it to Kenny Omega as well, too. I'd, I'd agree. Kenny is probably one of the best wrestlers ever, which is kind of crazy, too, just to think that we're living in a time where we're watching this happen. So I'm going to give it to Kenny Omega. Kwade, what is your last question for me before we All end right. the show? So I was going to do is also a Kenny question. Um, so do you prefer... AJ Styles Bullet Club or Kenny's Bullet Club or Finn's Bullet Club? I'll throw Finn in there. Hmm, that's a good question. Ah, man. I'd probably say, and, I, and this is another time where I'm picking someone else over AJ, but I'd probably <laughs> pick Kenny just because the Kenny, like, Bullet Club was a little bit more like, I don't know, in your face kind of attitude that I kind of like, uh, kind of used to it too. The AJ Styles Bullet Club, I did enjoy, too. I just think, I thought, hmm. AJ Styles Bullet Club was a lot cooler, though. I will say, there was, like, a little bit more finesse, because I think AJ Styles has a more, like, cool finesse aura to him. Kenny Omega still has this amazing, you know, aura, especially the Bullet Club. But I probably, like, I don't know. It was just a little, Kenny Kenny Omega Bullet Club is more, like, I, I don't want to say hipstery, but, like, I don't know. There's a different feel to it, but Bullet Club with AJ Styles is more, like, biker gang style, mm. while the other one's more of, like, I'm cool and I know it kind of style. I don't know. I don't know how the best way to describe it. Maybe I need to refresh myself with some old Bullet Club stuff from back in the day. But, yeah, I would probably give it to... I prefer the Kenny one, just also because... I really enjoyed a lot of those trio matches and tag team matches that had Kenny and the Bucks when they were Bullet Club and then became the elite while in the Bullet Club, which I only felt like them. That was like 
eventually what did it for them. I was like, oh, now they're on their own while they're in the Bullet Club. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. I think. Think Kenny's. People always say whenever I say on Discord, people always like, oh, Kenny's. Kenny's book is better. I like AJ's Bullet Club because to me. That put Bullet Club on the map, in my opinion. Like, I would never known about Bullet Club if it wasn't for AJ's Bullet Club. Like, yeah, Finn started the group, but I had no prior knowledge about that. But when AJ joined, I was like, all right, this is, and you told me about it. Like, this is pretty cool. Um, so I want to go with AJ's because of the fact that I feel like he was the reason that it became popular to begin with and gave Kenny the spot that he could even be the leader eventually. Yeah, I agree. I know you added Finn into the mix too. But it was very hard. Like, I don't remember any of the Finn Bullet Club stuff because I wasn't watching it. And even when I would, like, I can't think, like, I don't think that was long before. Like, he eventually just went to WWE. I, maybe I just need to double check, but I don't, I don't think it was that long until he went to WWE. Or I could be wrong, but I just don't remember it. But, you know, I would also, I would, I wish I knew more about, like, the Jay Lethal Bullet Club. I mean, not Jay Lethal. Fuck Jay Lethal. <laughs> Jay White Bullet Club more. I mean, I'm kind of seeing it now, but who knows? That might be coming to an end soon, too, because yeah. he may or may not be leaving. Or maybe Bullet Club. Well, no, Bullet Club is owned by New Japan. Like, it doesn't leave. I wonder who would be the next American or non-white person, quote-unquote, leader. I mean, non-Japanese leader. Evil was technically a leader, I think. I don't know. I think so. I think even the, technically. You know, now when I was watching New Year's Dash, I think like kind of like how NWA had their, I mean, NWO had their own little subsections for NWO, like they had NWO Wolfpack, NWO Hollywood, like NWO Mexico or whatever you want to call it. Like now I see that the Bullet Club does have their own little thing going on with like something evil's doing. Evil has his own little Bullet Club in Bullet Club too, I've hmm. noticed. So I don't know, but uh, I guess only time will tell. I wonder how long until Bullet Club is ending. I do also notice now that I'm getting into like Joshi wrestling and trying to, Japan is just big on factions in general. Like they love like Chaos. I mean Suzuki Gun. I mean J- Joshi has so many. I think, but um, yeah, I wonder what's going to be the status of Bullet Club in the next like year, especially now that people want to watch New Japan because of what's happening with Kenny and Mercedes. I kind of hope it just ends. <laughs> I feel like a book could probably just ran its course at this point. I mean, I hope it, I don't. I hope it gets bigger again, or I hope it gets to a point where it's like, now that people are watching again, maybe it gets big, but not, you know, annoying. You know, I want us to get back to some sort of level. So it's nice. My um, Lauren, she just got me this really cool um, jersey. It was on my wish list for things I wanted for Christmas, and it was a signed hockey bullet club jersey and it has jay white's signature jeff jared's signature um cody hall and i think one or two other guys on there but i'm like oh that's fucking sweet that sounds Too sick, sweet yeah Okay, everyone, that is our show. I think we're a little bit over an hour, but that's okay. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, Just a reminder, next week we will probably be taking off, and then maybe the week after that, but we'll see. We just want to, you know, want a little break just to refresh and get ready to make sure what we're producing is good on our end. And, you know, it's just nice to take a little break here and there. So another two-week break just to get life in order and the podcast in order, but we will be back in two weeks, more TNA, more pro wrestling talk more you know more bullshit <laughs> so as always follow us on social media at project underscore kfape you can follow me and all the things i do at at joe bro 316 on twitter 
And then you can follow Quade at It's Quade and go check out his stuff on YouTube and uh, everywhere else. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. And as always, enjoy professional wrestling and check us out everywhere. Check out the rest of the shows on the network. Peace out.